We live in a society where we oftentimes revert to isolation rather than embracing community. Understanding that we are in need of deep relationships, we lack to prioritize time to see those connections thrive. It's time to go the second mile in open homes and deep relationships. Hey, this is Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541, where he says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go the second mile. So let's talk about what that looks like in relationships. First mile Christianity is to be known at a base level where people know your name, know a couple things about you. But the second mile type of relationships I'm talking about is to truly be known and to know, uh, to actually to dive into deep community and uh, to be able to establish yourself in relationships with other folks. And why does that not happen? Well, I guess there's probably a lot of reasons, right? Uh, You and I, we have uh, been let down and we've probably let down. We all have trust issues. We've seen relationships go wrong through the years. Uh, You might have relationship uh, baggage. You might have church hurt. Uh, You might just have a general distrust of the whole human population. And you just feel like, you know what? The safest thing for me to do is to drive in my driveway, close the garage door, and turn off all connections with people other than that pseudo community through technological devices. And yet, if we look at Scripture, before even Adam uh, had committed sin, before sin had ever been established in the human race and on the earth, God looks at him, walking with him in the garden, and with a type of community that uh, none of us have ever experienced in our lifetimes, face-to-face interaction uh, with God Almighty, and God looks at Adam in Genesis 2.18 and says, this one's not good. Out of all the creations he's done, it is not good for man to be alone. So even walking with uh, God in the garden, God saw something that was um, uh, weak in Adam's life, that he needed community. He needed relationships with other people. And yet since the fall, we typically do like Adam did to, to want to cover up in shame and to want to point our fingers and blame. But deep down, we can't push everybody aside. In fact, no matter how strong you are, you might be surprised you still need other people in your life. So I'm going to say something that uh, I typically tell people and they roll their eyes at me when I tell them that I am an introvert. And the reason why they say that is, uh, Travis, you are a big personality. You were very loud. You can be in the middle of crowds. You're all the time with folks. And I would say you are correct in that um, uh, investigation of my life and and kind of watching that. But the reality is, uh, when you think about the difference between an introvert or extrovert, is uh, someone once said it to me, what what situation are you recharged in? Are you recharged in a lot of relationships with people? Are you recharged uh, kind of just in isolation and solitude? And I think that I really do. I'm I'm one of these weird folks. I, I do enjoy crowds. I do enjoy gatherings with people. But I think if you talk about being recharged, a lot of times it isn't solitude. And and maybe it's because of just uh, trying to live the Jesus way and try to be accessible and be available for people and be intentional in their lives that sometimes 
and all the relationships that you have, sometimes you really do uh, kind of prioritize a little bit of solitude. And sometimes you feel a little bit introverted. Uh, and yet, I know that deep down, um, what I desperately need is not what uh, the crisis of 2020 promised all of us, right? It promised us a reset. And there were a lot of things that I think in the midst of this international pandemic that uh, you know scared a lot of people, rightfully so. Um, but one of the, the danger signs is, is that as if we weren't uh, withdrawing uh, to our homes in the quiet by ourselves enough up to that point, uh, COVID kind of forced our hands for all of us to be introverts for uh, depending upon your perspective or your state that you lived in or, or whatever it may be, your health condition. Um, some of you were, you know, really isolated for a few weeks and some of you have been isolated for a couple years and some of you saw your kids not go back into in-school learning um, for, for a long time. And uh, many of you uh, never went back to the workplace and you've been working remote. And there's probably some things that you go as really helpful. But I think deep down, we're also starting to understand that that's not the best thing for our souls, that we are actually in need to be in relationship with one another. But relationships are challenging. Uh, They're difficult because once again, we've been hurt and we hurt. And uh, every every person you add to a situation just increases the potential for drama. If you if we're honest with one another, uh, there's challenges when it comes down. But but here's what I know. When you were online watching church uh, during the height of COVID, uh, you might be able to get the information, but what were you lacking? You were lacking the relationships. In fact, some churches who have prioritized such an online platform for many years uh, realized some of their folks didn't come back because they realized, hey, if I'm watching a video um, here in my home, why would I want to go and watch a video actually in a place? Uh, Church and jammies just became the preferred way of life because if it comes down to just information that you're downloading, well, that can be done anywhere. But don't we realize that in all of our remote learning and working from home and just a little bit more isolated um, in our relationships, we're starting to see that some of us don't know how to have a face-to-face, eye-to-eye interaction. We have a a difficult time going in deep conversations. But I'm finding that loneliness is a serious issue and anxiety and depression is on a rise. And I think it really comes down to because we're not opening up our doors and being in relationship with one another. So there's this time in Luke chapter four where Jesus had just healed a guy um, and in a pretty miraculous way. Uh, and it says in Luke four, verse 38, it says, after Jesus left the synagogue, he entered Simon's house. Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever and they asked him about her. Now, if you don't know who Simon is, uh, Simon is Peter before uh, Jesus nicknamed him Peter. Okay, So this is uh, pre those days and he is in uh, Simon's house and Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever and they asked him about her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever and it left her. She got up immediately and began to serve them. And when the sun was setting, all those who had anyone sick with various diseases brought them to him. And as he laid his hands on each one of them, he healed them. Also, demons were coming out of many, shouting and saying, You're the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because 
He knew that because uh, they knew he was Messiah. When it was day, he went out and made his way to a deserted place. But the crowds, they were searching for him. They came to him and tried to keep him from leaving him. And so here is Jesus, and, and many times even trying to look for a little bit of isolation. And yet people's needs um, just kind of, uh, he reprioritized his desire in that moment because he cared for their needs more. And so when you think about one of Jesus' most famous disciples, uh, Simon Peter, um, you got to understand that before Jesus uh, called Simon to follow him, which is just going to happen here in a few more verses, uh, they had apparently grown closer as friends. So how do we know that? Well, you typically only eat at the homes of those close to you. We find Jesus eating at Simon's house alongside his family. Jesus was so close to Simon that he knew his mother-in-law. She was sick, and Simon felt comfortable enough asking Jesus to help her out. Not only did Jesus heal her sickness, but she also felt so good that she served all her family and friends uh, moments later. And even Jesus' opponents knew his friends were. And in Luke chapter 5, verse 30, it says, they were the people he ate with consistently. Now, you personally, you might be friendly with many people, but you can only be friends with a reasonable number. Your closest friends are most likely those uh, that we see is what Jesus was in. You've been in their homes, and you actually know their family members by name. Jesus was in Simon's home. He knew his mother-in-law by name. And so it kind of shows about how close they were. It's just a simple indication of how close their relationship was as their friendship was growing before he had even been called to follow Jesus exclusively. For discipleship or our relationships to be successful, you've got to be close to other people more than seeing each other for an hour during a weekly Bible study or a small group or worship experience. Relationships deepen when you connect throughout the week. And that's honestly what I kind of see as missing in a lot of relationships in church. One of the things that concerns me when I think about people who are in the church is that many of us have the stronger relationships with people who are not in our church family and kind of just we're casual acquaintances with those who are uh, in our church or in our groups. In fact, if you think about it, it can be very challenging for you because a church can't feel like your family uh, until you start prioritizing the people uh, within it like they actually are your friends. And so even if your church is growing larger, one of the things is that you want to do is continue to deepen relationships. And so if you have done the bold thing of moving from just a worship attender to a small group participant, here's what I know. Uh, the average uh, small group participant is doing pretty good, statistically speaking, if you come twice a month. Well, if your two times a month is different than another uh, individual or couple's uh, two times a month, uh, and what if they're at different times, you can go an entire month without seeing those people. And so are those relationships deep? Well, of course they're not. They can't be because you're not spending time. And because if you're going to say that in a church family, well, how do I get to know people? Well, you do have to put forth some effort. And I would just say, just like we see in Jesus' life, there needs to be some component of uh, open doors and deep relationships. Uh, probably the people that you're closest to in your life are those that you've invited into your home, that you've had a meal with, that you've done something outside of a programmed activity. You've just spent time together where you didn't have to rush off to the next thing. I would encourage you that if you really want to grow in your own relationship with other believers, maybe you have to start moving past that weekly time where you're trying to put in a Bible study and you got to get done because somebody's got to go pick up the kids or somebody else has to run to work. This is you starting to go and say, how can we spend time with each other? You know, one of the things I'm encouraging folks in our church is to think about every week to make sure that you're prioritizing that time 
that your group actually does grow together. Developing deep friendships is difficult if you aren't consistent. I've also encouraged groups to think about a get-together, organizing a fellowship once a quarter outside the regular meeting time to deepen relationships. Hey, and if it can be in a home, even better because we just seem to relax when that happens. Maybe even you could go out, organize a ministry or mission opportunity for your group to engage once a quarter and really continue to make sure that every single week, maybe you're praying for at least one group member by name each week. You're taking the time to encourage one another by phone call, a text, or a visit. And you know what crazy thing? You can actually get together and get a meal or get coffee. Make the time outside the gathering to get to know each other better. Here's what I know. You want deep relationships, but it's going to take time. And it may start with you having some open homes and some deep relationships to be able to push into the relationships that can help you grow. I hope to see you on the second mile.